Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Welcome to an episode of Tej Talks. Now, this is going to kind of be a a sort of yearly review, and it's more of a six-month review because most of my growth, most of what's happened has happened in the last six months. So the structure is going to be this. I will talk you through like kind of what I've done in the past six months or, or 12 months in total, uh, and, and then I'm going to go through each deal individually. I'm going to tell you the story, how long it took in conveyancing, how long the refurb is taking, the rental, what I bought it for, the purchase price, what went wrong. So this is going to be a long one, y'all. Uh, I hope you're ready for this because I want to show you the reality, as always, of property investing, but also show you that things went wrong and are going wrong, but it's how you plan for them. And I want to go through the figures too, because I want, you know, of course, the figures are going to be different where you invest. In fact, they'll probably be similar depending on where you invest, but I really want you to understand, you know, what like sort of what the figures look like. Uh, so... I've been in property for, you know, six months full time, um, maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit longer full time, actually. And then I've been in sort of in property for 12 months in total. So before the kind of last six months or so of, you know, doing it full time and kind of taking it fully seriously and actually not doing any other business and you know shutting down my recruitment business. Before that, you know, I spent time trying i was viewing allegedly i was researching areas allegedly the main thing i was doing was building my podcast and building my network which you know what it's easy at the time then you know for me to have been like hmm you know i'm not doing much i'm just annoyed like why am i not buying a house why is nothing happening but actually those sort of six months before allowed me to raise more of my own capital to then have enough savings to just quit my other business and stop it totally. Um, but also to then have money to put into the deals because I have put money of my own money into deals before. Of course, uh, I think a lot of us have. So I'm grateful for that, but also it allowed me to have a network where I can call people, I can speak to people. I have people who are friends, who are colleagues, whatever, who are doing so many different things that if I need to learn a new strategy or understand something, it's one phone call or as millennials, it's one WhatsApp away. And that is so, so powerful. I cannot stress to you enough how powerful it is to build a network like that. So I'm so grateful for those six months of, you know, trying or whatever you want to call it that have now led to me, you know, having those solid foundations to be able to now then grow quickly. So in the past six months, I have grown the portfolio uh, from zero. So the, the first property I believe completed in like right at the end of May, I think. Um, and that is six months. I think that's six months. Uh, I have gone from, you know, zero portfolio in terms of worth and, and actually owning nothing to the portfolio now being worth £975,000. Now, that sounds like a lot. And of course, you buy one house in London, you're basically there. Um, but that is across. 11 houses just look at my whiteboard so this will drop slightly because some are being sold but you know by the time they're sold sort of in the next few weeks or there's going to be other buy talents propping it up so you know i was hoping to reach a million pounds of portfolio value in six months it didn't happen it would have made an awesome podcast title 
um, you know, like all the guests I have on, but didn't happen. 25k off. And I'm conservative with my end values as well. So who knows? It could be, but I'm playing it safe. Um, I've also raised £440,000 of investor finance in two and a half months. In fact, I had to stop because it was a balance of money, deals. Okay, lots of money now. The deals have all been bought. What's going on? Let's balance this. Let's work this out. And I'm accepting more funding for, for January 2020. However, I have to caveat this and I say this all the time. Has it taken me two and a half months to raise that money? Technically, yes. But actually, it's taken 12 months of me posting every single day on, on Facebook, on Instagram, being consistent, having a podcast out every single week, you know, networking, speaking to people, buying people dinner, buying people coffee, doing whatever I had to do to grow it. That's, it's taken me 12 months, you know, and I really have to stress that. It's, I could easily have just said, yeah, two and a half months, raised it, boom, what, say something. But actually, it's taken 12 months. And you all have to know that because it can take that long. And I started when I had no properties. If you've got properties and you're starting to fundraise, you could put half that, really, right? Um, so yeah, you know, most of the deals, well, yeah, 90% of them are funded by investors, uh, just like you, just like anyone, really. They're all sort of you know, normal people. Some are property investors themselves. Some are just, see you in 12 months, Edge. Pay the interest. Thank you very much. Not interested in what's happening. Bye. Uh, and they funded the deals, the refurbs, everything. Um, and, you know, I think initially when I first started in property, I think I put in about, I think it was about 45 grand of my own money, maybe a little bit more on the initial purchase because the bridging didn't go well. Uh, the refurb and maybe like the second property, the refurb of that. And, you know, there was a few sort of bits that I put my own money in, which are now starting to come back, you know, with a remortgage. So, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. You know, I charted the sort of growth. Uh, I'll try to put a picture here for those on YouTube. And it's just been, it's been crazy. Uh, I didn't expect this. You know, I remember saying to people, hey, if I could have, you know, two or three by to lets before the end of the year, like, you know, cool, dude, I'll be really happy. Um, and then it's just jumped up to like this amount, which, you know, eight by to lets, and then, you know, the three flips that are happening. Uh, and next year, I'm aiming to buy three buy a month for the first six months at least. I'll do a different video on goals. But, you know, I want to intensify what I've been doing so far. Uh, and I hope that I've built another foundation and another solid team around me to get things done. Um, but we'll speak about the shortfallings of that shortly um, and the ones that we're all going to face. So that's what I've achieved in the past six months. You know, for me, I think the biggest challenge is... The biggest challenge right now is the build team. I think my project manager essentially overcommitted and then underdelivered. Took on too much work that I, you know, I had all these, these refurbs at the same time and didn't have the resources or didn't hire the resources or wasn't managing it, you know, to effectively work. I also was changing things on the spec, you know, later down the line or whenever and me not realizing, you know, a change of tap, a change of spec may mean a whole shift in the schedule, um, and especially with not enough work, you know, tradespeople, then uh, maybe a geographical shift, and it can cause delays. So me not understanding that, and also issues with project management. So I'm changing, I'm still using the same project manager, um, but on sort of one deal at a time, very minimal. He's got other investors too to look after, and I'm looking for more teams. And in fact, I've got a new one starting on one of my flips um, now. Uh, and I've built up, I guess, a network of tradespeople that, you know, I text in a WhatsApp group or, you know, something and I get a response and, you know, 
I needed a carpet fitter on, on, you know, this week, for example. I put a message in a WhatsApp group on Sunday. Two people quoted on Tuesday. I had the quote sort of Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And these are people who've been recommended and they've got reviews online. And that's not, you know, I don't say that to be like, oh, look at me, I found a carpenter layer. It's to say, shit, your network is so important. And I can't stress that enough. And I say it so much. I know you're probably bored of it, but honestly, it's so, so important. Um, and so, yeah, we've had, we've had challenges with that. All the projects have been delayed. Some have been a lot more than others. The weather has delayed us. Um, lack of gas and heating because utility companies are just dickheads, um, has really delayed us. Uh, you know, not having enough good tradesmen available at the right times. Conveyancing, you know, has then delayed when the trades team could start because you've got to book things in advance. And sometimes, like, you just don't know with conveyancing. You know what I mean? So it, a lot of it's been out of my control. Some of it's been in my control. It's, you know, there's no blame game here. Um, but you have to be self-aware and be blunt and be honest and say, look, this is where the shortfalls were, you know? Um, so... It's been a challenge with refurbs. They've all been done and are done to a very high standard. My project manager is great. If you have seen, um, you know, some of the, the, the marble effect tiles I've put on Facebook, you'll see the quality of tiling and the quality is fantastic. But of course, the timing isn't. And what that means is I've lost, you know, rent. I've lost opportunity and I've lost what would have been actual rent over those weeks. So it's fine to be chilled. And it's, you know, you don't want to micromanage anyone. But you've got to remember every week that your property's in a refurb, it's sucking funds. It's taking money away from what you could be making. So, you know, be in control. Um, the next job I'm having is it's a builder. He's going to project manage it, but I'm obviously going to project manage with him and him to make sure things are done correctly. Uh, and I've done a whole video series on working with builders for my earn and learners that's separate to this. But that has been the biggest sort of challenge of recent. You know, there was a point where funding was a big challenge and I was stressed and it was it was tough when you got two and four week completions and you haven't got the money. But I don't know. I'm just confident, stupid, brave, whatever you want to call it. It worked out. Um, but that was a big challenge. Uh, finding deals is an endless challenge. You know, luckily I've formed relationships with people who are not sources, but people who can get me deals that are great because they know how an investor works. They price it right. And then, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Uh, so, yeah, finding deals is always a challenge and it always will be. You know, estate agents giving you attitude just not finding deals, offers not being accepted. But for anyone who's listening who hasn't had their first deal, or, or maybe they have, you know, once you get one or two or three or four accepted, it kind of like amounts you think they won't accept as an offer. It puts so much belief in you that you're like, cool, reject me 10 times, 20 times, 30 times. That's cool, because I know that I'm onto a winner chicken dinner and it's coming. Like, you just, you just learn, you know, and, you know, if you have a sales job, then before naturally you're going to probably be used to the rejection. But, you know, in property, again, it's different. You have to then sort of retrain yourself sometimes. Uh, you know, other than that, there haven't been, you know, I said there haven't been huge challenges. Mental health has been a challenge for me. Um, uh, you know, when I worked in recruitment, I was lonely. I worked in this very office, you know, with my seven office plants and they were my best friends, legit. Uh, it was not good for my mental health. But in property, I work in this office Day in, day out, from 7am to 10, 11, 12pm, whatever. But I do not feel that, you know? And for me, that's amazing. That's a huge difference from recruitment. And it shows that I love what I'm doing and I love the people around me. But like mental health in a more general sense of being anxious of certain things, you know? Or not being stoic when I should be. Worrying about certain things. 
dealing with idiots, magnet kitchens, and you are idiots. Come at me, you're absolute idiots. Uh, utility companies, Eon, you're idiots. Utilita, you're idiots. There's a reason Utilita has given me like hundreds of pounds in compensation. Because they're stupid. I had to drop some names there, sorry. Because if you are listening, talk to me. Let's resolve the issue and let's see if you're not as stupid as you seem. Uh, yeah, I'm firing shots. Yeah, I'm firing shots. What? Um, and like dealing with certain things and dealing with, you know, investors, interest payments, bridges, paperwork, buying, selling. The- there is so much going on in one day that like your balance and your CRMs and your to-do list and your whiteboards are great. And don't get me wrong, they are fantastic. They've made life way easier. But sometimes like you just can't, you know, it's just it's just mental health. You just can't, you know, control it or affect it. And it kind of gets you down. Um, and it puts you in a place where you don't want to be. But luckily, gratitude is a must. And I'm very grateful for the people around me who have helped me through this. Um, and, you know, I say, it's nothing big. It's just the normal kind of mental health problems that we're all going to face, you know, like naturally. And I think a lot of people don't call it mental health, but but it is, right? It's If you had a cold, you'd say it's your health, your physical health. If you got, you know, if you're not feeling your best self, then that's you know, potentially part of your mental health. So something we should talk about normally. Uh, that's been a, a problem. And I think, it, you know, to an extent as an entrepreneur, it's always going to be, a, you know, somewhat of a problem. No matter how stoic I am, how much I meditate, there's always going to be issues, right? Just like with my physical health, you know, that's actually been another challenge. My physical health. I've been so freaking ill sometimes. My sinuses have been absolutely crazy. Shout out to the man, you know who you are on Facebook, who introduced me to sinus rinses they've been incredibly useful but still i went to new york on holiday proposed to my girlfriend and i was freaking ill the whole time and then she got ill all the time but like you know overdoing it is very easy to do especially when you have pre-existing problems like sinuses or like you know whatever it is you know you have to look after yourself a little bit more you maybe can't push yourself as much as others and that's freaking painful to think about but frick, what are you going to do is the truth. Like, yes, we can be 10x and freaking, you know, all American about it and like kick ass and break down the doors and shit. But like sometimes your body physically is going to slap you and say, sit the fuck down. Like you ain't going anywhere. Um, and I'd like to see you 10x that, you know, Grant, Grant, Cardone. Uh, you know what I mean? So sometimes you, you like you have to listen to your body. And that's been a challenge for me, like listening to that. I realized I didn't say in the intro I was going to cover challenges. I've just been ranting and venting here but that's cool i hope it's been helpful i hope these challenges help you and kind of give you insight into like what you can expect and like when i speak to investors i say look these are the kind of challenges i faced you're going to face things with you know i've lost two months rent on a roof issue because the original source didn't identify it nice one um and i didn't identify it because i didn't have the knowledge at the time you know i'm at the end of the day i'm, I'm to blame really so well done Dej. um what can i do about it nothing fine but those are the kind of challenges you're going to have and so i say to my some of my investors look do you want these challenges or do you just want the money from property? And actually, often it's now I, I do want the challenges. But then sometimes it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll just, I'll just invest my money and get interest. Maybe I don't want to deal with all this crap, Ted. You deal with that, please. Um, and you'll find a lot of people are like that just because, you know, you, you and I listening to this, we want to get stuck in, we'll deal with all the stuff. Not everyone wants to. And in 10, 15 years, when you're a multi-millionaire, multi, whatever you want to be, do you want to be doing the nitty gritty? Or do you want to be bridging it out at like 15% a year? <laughs> you know, trust me, see me in four or five years. Yeah. 
Me and Together Finance, we'll be bridging together. I'll be like, yo, boys, sort me out. Here, take my money. I don't want to hear no evil, see no evil. Just give me a return. Like, that's that's where I'll be in five, six, seven years. Like, I, I know that because your priorities change, right? Um, it depends where you are in life. So, I don't know what I was saying there. But I would like to give a quick shout out to some people who have helped me along the way. Now, these are not going to be my friends or colleagues because there's a... Like, I don't want to not mention some people because I might have forgotten. But... Shout out to PCS Legal in SEX. If you want an introduction, let me know. They read legal packs for good prices. They can they do conveyancing. They shall convey for cheap prices. And they have done some really quick work for me. And they've been super helpful. The director, Stuart, is lovely. Everyone there is great. They've really, really helped me out. And actually, they're yeah, I'm giving them more business. They're selling a house for me. And I've introduced them quite a bit of business who've used them. Uh, secondly, shout out to Insight Law in Cardiff. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Smart. If you're listening, Jono, thank you very much for everything that you have done. Very quick. Not the cheapest. You're not the cheapest, but you're paying for service. And when it comes to bridging, I understand there's more work. So shout out to John. Shout out to Pinder, Pinder Darewal at Falcon Insurance. Shout out to Bal and Steve who work with him for doing my insurance. Again, if you want an introduction, hit me up. Shout out to Shazad Ahmed or Shaz Speaks, who is my amazing mortgage broker, gets things done. He asked me for a few details. Next thing you know, hit Edge, here's the offer, valuation ready. I'm like, yo, I'm not ready. <laughs> like, he's awesome. So I can introduce you. Uh, shout out to Together Finance because they have helped me and they have been super quick, super efficient, problem free, you know, over the past six months. They funded like, I don't know, like five, six, six or seven deals. Um, and honestly, they've been as quick as I've wanted them to be. If I said, look, we got four weeks, do your thing, y'all, we easy, then it's cool, you know, but they'd still be like, no, 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 this week, Tej. If I was like, yeah, we got two weeks and that's a hard deadline, they're like, cool, you'll have it tomorrow. Um, you know, minimal form filling in, minimal rubbish. And actually no one can beat their rates. You know, once you build a relationship as well, as far as I can see, no one can beat their rates and service. As far as I know, shout out to Katie Melbourne and Zach Zorno and Michael Street, who jumps in every now and then. Uh, you know, y'all have been amazing. And Scott Hendry, I'm sure most people know him. Scott from Manchester, eh? Uh, really lovely guy. Always got a story to tell. Um, so shout out to Together Finance. And shout out to Craig, who is my project manager, uh, for dealing with me and my uh, expensive taste and my ability to forget things till the last minute. Um, and for, you know, having tradesmen and managing projects that have gone very, very well in the quality. Um, and for just taking away the most of the hard work from me. So I'm very appreciative for that. And also for jumping in on the first refurb that I had with you, which yeah, kind of messed up a little bit. So I believe that's everyone. Uh, and also shout out to the estate agents, who I'm not going to name, obviously, uh, who are awesome. There's some of you who are listening, who have bought a house off, and I need more properties, yo, so get keep them coming. Uh, oh, shout out to Kate Brooks. Brooksy. Everyone loves Brooksy. She has helped me so much with being local to one of my investment areas and doing so much for me. So shout out to Kate. Anywho, that's the shout outs done. If you want an introduction to the, you know, the, the people who are like sort of your power team, let me know, LMK, and I shall introduce you. So, I think we've reached a point, a pinnacle in this episode that I'm going to talk you through my deals. I'm not going to talk you through the order of these because, like, I mean, yeah, ask me about chronology and it's not my strong point whatsoever. So, I am going to bring up on my computer, because I want to make sure I have the figures 
correctly, uh, I'm going to bring up the all the deals. So let's talk about deals, baby. Right. The first deal we're going to talk about. OK, we're going to call it Vic. Now, Vic had the offer accepted on the this is an auction property. So this offer stuff doesn't count, but it's just how I've phrased it in my sheet. Um, auction was on the 12th of September completed on it 26th of September using bridging uh, and I think it was an investor to fund the deposit or it might be me actually now that took two weeks because it was a corporate sale so they were just like give me the monies and I gave them the monies now that refurb has actually been the most troublesome most delayed the refurb started on the four I've got this wrong in my diary the refurb started on the 4th of October uh, and the refurb finished on the well should be finished on the 30th of December. So 115, that's, that's too many days, 115 days or so. <laughs> that's too much. The walls were shit. The, the plastering needed to be done, but this project wasn't handled properly. So it's taken a very long time and it shouldn't have. So I've lost probably a month and a half of rent that I could have had. It's very irritating. But this is what happens. Um, it was a bigger project than we first sort of thought. There was a, a few problems with water ingress, a few problems with it just not drying, gas problems, water problems. I mean, if this house was just like oh, annoying, but it's a four bedder. And actually, funny fact, when I bought it at auction, I didn't know it was a four bed. I just, I didn't, everything's a three bed, isn't it? Or two bed. So when someone said to me a week later, mate, congrats on that four bed, bigger, isn't it? I said, mate, what, what four bed? Um, and they were like, the one you bought? I was like, oh, we got another bedroom, lads. <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty cool. So even more of a bargain. Now this one, I'm going to talk you through the figures. So bought it for 45 grand, stamp duty 1.3, solicitor fees about a grand. Uh, the renovation cost is 16,000 uh, pounds. Now when I give you these figures, they're going to sound slightly off coming up because in my spreadsheet, I've got the amount of interest I'm paying an investor or a bridger. I've also got council tax. I've also got insurance. Um, I've also got a contingency of 10% on my refurb. So when I tell you these figures, you might think they're a lot less than what they should be. It's because I'm not going to go through all that crap because that varies per deal. Um, and that interest rate is obviously between me and my investor. Um, it's also got the broker arrangement fees for, and the broker and fees for like arranging a deal and the solicitor fees for um, a remortgage or a sale in some cases. So bought it for 45, renovation costs 16, all in, in terms of like, you know, total um, cash spent, whether that's mine or a bridges, is £68,403, right? So, this house, the one next to it sold for 85 and it's a three bed. Ha, huh, measly three bed. Uh, this one, the 85k wasn't that nice. Mine's, you know, brand new, total new replaster paint carpets, you know, tiles, bathroom, new kitchen, sexy kitchen, shout out to Howden's. Um, and so mine should be worth 90. Or it, it should be worth 95, really. But I've put in 85 to be conservative um, because, I mean, I don't know how a surveyor could value it less than three bed that's in worse condition next to it. But hey, crazier things have happened with surveyors. Now, if I sell it at 85, you're looking at about 16 grand profit. However, this would probably sell you know, at 1995, because the seller, to an extent, decides the, the value of it, and an agent, right? And agents have valued it at 1995 anyway. So that give me 16k profit, potentially more if, you know, if, um, 
if I was going to sell it on the open market. Now, if I'm going to remortgage it at 85K, my remortgage at 75%, because I'm a safe little chappy, uh, would be 63,750. So all in, the money left in will be £4,653. Now, it should rent out. Three beds there are kind of rent 500, 525. So I put in 550, keep it conservative, but also I know on rent, that's something I can sort of control. So I know I can push that. Uh, the cash flow per month after 10% management will be £309 a month. Uh, and annually, that's about 3209 Again, that sounds less. I remove about 500 quid for maintenance and voids, mainly for maintenance, really. So buy to let, single let, it shouldn't have a void. But, you know, we play safe anyway. Uh, the return on cash left in is 68.96%. This is quite sort of, this is a normal deal. I look to leave in less than 5K and I look to make a minimum of 50% back on my money. This was an easy purchase, two week, bish, bosh, bash, not a problem. Legal pack was fine. Happy days. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about, we'll just call it TNT. Explosive. Now this one, oh, this was this was long. Offer accepted on the 20th of August on the same day. Offered it to the agent face-to-face, -face, accepted. It legally completed on the 21st of October. So that's 53 days. Not as long as I thought, you know. This one felt like five months, but... Apparently it didn't. Uh, the refurb started on the 23rd of October. It's still not finished. So again, delayed, taken too long. There was a damp and roof issue with it, which has now been half fixed, but the roof has disappeared um, and the leak has come back again. So we don't know if it's the pointing on the bricks, which should have been spotted first, um, or the roofer made a mistake. So that set us back. And then some damp also happened to come into the bathroom floor. So we had to tear that up, put a new one down. So that's delayed us. Um, and again, it wasn't handled properly, so it's taken it's taken too long. Um, I don't know how many days it will be, but it will be at least, well, at least two months because Christmas is coming up. Um, this refurb should easily have been a month. But yeah, hashtag reality. Now, figures of this one, I'll run through these because I don't know if you want to hear all these figures. Purchase price of £54,000. It was listed at 69 by the way. And then she'd say, she said she wanted 58 minimum. I offered 52 and then luckily I followed up with the agent and was like, what's happening with the house? And they were like, oh, you know, and we got 54 accepted. Stamp duty 1.6K, solicitor fees were like 600 quid. This was funded by investors. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Thank you very much for funding all of this. The renovation costs were meant to be about 4K. They've come in at 5.5 because of the damp and because of I wanted to make it nicer. So spend a bit more. Um, all in, in terms of like cash spent, we're at 65,583. The agent is confident of a revaluation of 85. When I bought it, I didn't agree. I said 77 and a half. So I've got a buffer. Since then, I have seen research and comparables to show me it probably is worth 85 because it has a double garage, a single garage at the back, which adds about 50 quid per month to rent, by the way. Pretty cool. But I've put in 80 just to be safe. And I know that it cannot be worth less than 80 in this area. It just cannot be. So 75% mortgage of 80 is 60K. So I will leave in £5,583. And including the garage, because it, it was rented out the house at £480 before. I've made it nicer. So I'm you know, sort of hoping it'll be 490 or 500 Plus the garage at like 40, 50 quid a month. We're looking at conservatively £540 a month in terms of total rent. Um, after mortgage, which I do at 3.5%, but I also do stress test it at 4 and 5 just to make sure that it's still making some money, 
worst case. Uh, it should cash flow about 300, 311 pounds a month after management. Return on cash left in, similar to before, is 57.89%. This is an area with good capital appreciation. Not good, but better than other capital appreciation. Uh, so the next deal was an auction purchase bought at the same date as the other one, which took two weeks. Um, now that took, um, just under four weeks to complete. Uh, we'll call this one, uh, Bryn, which means hill in Welsh. Uh, that offer accepted on the 12th of September 2019 and legally completed on the 7th of October 2019. 25 days. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I know all this data because I made a spreadsheet to track performance across conveyancing and refer process, which you should all do. Um, I only did it recently because I was like, hold on a minute. I need to be more efficient. Ted, this isn't like you. You love efficiency. So I fixed up myself. Uh, that refurb started on the 9th of October, I believe, and uh, sort of finished on the 18th. However, I'm not impressed. It, it didn't finish on the 18th. Um, that was about, that's about 70 days. This is actually one, and just like the previous example, I'm going to self-manage. My friend, Manjeet, big up yourself, who I met at an auction, he actually found me from a hashtag, Homes Under the Hammer, so pretty cool, is going to find tenants for me for, because he runs like a huge lettings agency. I think it's the best lettings agency in the UK actually voted. He's based in Leicester. If you want an introduction, let me know. He's a really nice guy. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to self-manage these. And they're buy-to-lets, they're single-lets, so if I can get 50, 60 quid a month extra out of them, for, you know, agents don't really do much necessarily, then happy days, you know, in the case of single-lets. So let's try it out. Um, this one was sort of a, sh it was kind of a shell. He'd half started, the kitchen and bottom were done, as ugly as they are. Um, and then sort of half plasterboarded, but a rewire was started. But I mean, it was a bunch of wires in it. So the electrician came in, ripped them out, restarted. This was bought for £40,000. How annoying. One pound less and I wouldn't pay stamp duty. Thanks, HMRC. Sister fees about 500 Renovation cost of 800 And I'm pleased to say... We are bang on. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So all in, total cash spent is £53,000. Now, at £53,000, we um, that's basically everything in. So refer, purchase, costs, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or fees, interest, etc. The estimated revaluation is about 75k. Well, it's about 70 to 75k because of the location. So I've put in at 75 because it's it's a brand new house almost. That revalue comes in at a mortgage of £56,250, 75% of 75, meaning minus £3,000, meaning I get £3,000 out of the deal. What I'm more than likely to do in this situation is just to LTV it to 70. Um, if I get the valuation at 75, just do it to 70%, lower my gearing slightly, um, you know, and, and leave 3K in, well, not leave 3K, leave nothing in the deal, right? Just to play it safe, just to decrease my mortgage by a little bit and just to start the process of, you know, deleveraging, which will happen in, a, in X many years. Different podcast. Uh, but again, if I get a lower valuation, then cool. I leave in no money or I really, really worst case, I leave in a grand or two. This should rent out about 450, 500. Uh, so return on cash left in is not really possible to work out because it's, it's more than 100%, so I won't call it infinity. It's just more than 100%. Um, the next one... <clears throat> actually, sorry, that deal that I just spoke about, that was auction. Um, and then the next one is a deal that was auction. 
I couldn't make a tele, I couldn't make the physical bid. I didn't want to be, there was one property out of like 50 I was interested in. I didn't do a telephone bid because I can't, I can't remember actually, you know, why I didn't do it. But I made a, I made a post auction offer when it didn't sell, got rejected. Two weeks later, literally back and forth on email with the agent, going up by a grand and negotiating, going up by a grand, negotiating, et cetera, et cetera. Um, until finally, uh, we agreed a purchase price of fifty-eight thousand pounds. Now they they bought this house for one hundred twenty thousand pounds in two thousand seven. So it's got somewhere. It's got some way to grow. It's got a sea view. It's, I, I mean, I slept in it. It's my essay. Um, beautiful sea view. Uh, I slept in it without curtains, which was really not nice. Anyways, finally secured this deal post auction and off auction conditions. So we didn't have to pay the auctioneer's fee. So I saved like eight hundred quid. But I said, look, I'll exchange in, in five, six days and we'll complete in two weeks, which we did. Happy days. The exchange took a little bit longer, but it was all under control. Um, and they, you know, we paid them enough in order to pay their mortgage off and actually make a little bit of money off the top. I know they bought it for however much then, but I think they've been paying the mortgage down. This is a two bed end terrace on a nice little hill, hence the kind of sea view. Um, and in a good area for either student lets, uh, but it's a bit small as a two bed, uh, or for a service accommodation because of contractors, because of things around students and also the view and it's near an area of outstanding natural beauty that people from all over the world come to visit which i didn't know about but it is beautiful uh bought this for fifty-eight thousand pounds you know took i don't know from finding the deal to actually completing i don't know like a good seven or eight weeks but the actual sort of conveyancing process was from the 19th of october to the 1st of november so 13 days which is pretty which is what i like the refurb has taken about 46, 47 days. It's had lots of snagging, lots of issues, a bit of damp as well. Um, so the refurb hasn't taken a huge amount of time, but it could have easily been done in sort of two or three weeks. Um, but it's been done to a good quality and yeah, I'm happy with it. And I furnished it in this time as well and built flat pack furniture, which I don't recommend you do outsource it. Do not build flat pack furniture. Anyway, 58k in. Uh, renovation was about 4k in terms of the refurb. I think we are looking at about just under five, which is fine. It's within kind of contingency. And also, I spent a lot on some hexagon tiles. Um, so it looks awesome. That, by the way, that refurb does not include the essay. Furnishing it as an essay, including knife and fork, TV, everything. I need to work it out, but I think we're all in for about three and a half grand. Maybe less. I got super good deals. And you know, you know me. I like shopping around. I like saving money. So we'll ignore the essay furnishing, but just as a, say, as a buy to let, we're all in cash spent for £67,000, £794. Um, if I sold it because it's worth 85, the other one at the end of the terrace is worth 85. So if I sold it, it would make about 17 grand profit, which I think I've explained this before. All my flips, all the profit goes to paying off my investors for the money that's left in and for covering interest. So I don't take profit from these things. So they sound great, but actually I'm just sacrificing to pay my investors back because they are the first priority legally and morally. Um, so if, well, when I remortgage it, probably onto an SA product because it's a service accommodation, well, depending on if I keep it as one for, you know, more, but I hopefully I will. So shout out to Grant and Kay from KNG Inspired for managing it. Looking forward to working together. Uh, the mortgage will be at 75%, which is 63750 The rent, if it was a buy-to-let, would be about 525 550 a month. I mean, it's fully furnished, so if it was going to switch, it'd probably be a little bit more. Uh, and the money left in is about four grand, and the return on cash left in is 72%. 
So I really like this deal. I really like this house, actually. It's kind of small, but it's got a nice big garden. And I mean, yeah, the views are the views are great. I really like this house. Uh, the next three are my flips. So this flip, let's call it flip one, bought it for 74 and a half. Renovation is 18 grand. It was all wallpaper, you know, needed replastering. So we tape and jointed it, uh, which is a kind of a way of, like you don't you don't plaster, but you put plasterboard down, you tape and sort of joint the edges and sand it down and paint on it. I think new developers do it in their show homes. I think people can argue which one's better. I'm staying out of it. Um, the end sale price of this should be 120 at an absolute minimum. Seeing what my friend has achieved nearby on one of his flips, shout out Thomas. Um, you know, I reckon I could push 130. It's a lovely big house and it is going to be beautiful. Like really nice house. Actually, in fact, my builder's sister asked me if we we're renting it. <laughs> you know, could she rent it? But it doesn't work as a rental because if I was to keep it as a rental, it would leave in about twelve grand, and the return on cash left in is twenty seven percent. Doesn't work. But as a as a flip, it should make seventeen k. Worst case. But you know, looking at this area and the way prices are growing and how different it is to others in terms of quality, we should be looking at a, a higher sales price than this, really. But one must be conservative to protect oneself and one's investors. Uh, so that's that deal. Uh, I really like the house. It's just a nice big house, nice big ceilings. That one took, so 5th of September offer accepted, 4th November legally completed, 60 days. So I, I guess uh, refurb started on the 6th of November um, and finished not yet. So it's as far as I know, it's 10 days over. However, I think it's more like 14 days over. Um, not sure exactly how close that is to being finished. It, you know, it looks like we're getting there. The kind of the, the meat of it has been done. Um, we've had problems with like, you know, it not, it being too wet inside, like it being too damp to kind of sand the, um, tape and jointing or it being wet or like just, you know, problem with getting trades, to be honest. Like it's just been again, it's been a it's been a tough one, but it's gonna look amazing. So that's cool. That should be on the market probably just after Christmas. I don't think it'll be before. Uh another one of my flips, which again it's it's a really nice house. Big big rooms. Um and this is the one that I posted the marble and black taps online. Yo, this bathroom is better than the one in my own house. It is beautiful. Like I love it. I just stare at these pictures and I'm like, wow. Makes you feel so proud. Um, this one was bought for £82,000. This was pre-auction, kind of semi-direct to vendor. Renovation costs were going to be eight grand, but I just got too much source to share. Uh, it became ten grand, but also once we stripped the wallpaper, we realised, crap, the walls aren't very good. So ten grand profit before... It should sell at 120, potentially 125. It does have a huge triple quad kind of garage. Get a lot of Fiat 500s in there. Uh, the profit should be 18 grand. I was hoping for it to be 22, but slight over budget, um, on the refurb, but it's fine because you can see there's a, there's a margin in here. So I protect that, right? Um, if it rented, it'd rent for 600, but the return on cash left in would be 25%. That was a 28 day completion. I could run it quicker, but I said, you know what? My trades team aren't ready. Let me wait. Uh, the next one was again pre-auction, kind of D to V. This one had offer accepted on 12th of November. We completed on the 3rd of December. That was 21 days. Refurb is starting. Oh, refurb sort of started like a week ago. But let's say officially starting on start like the 14th of December. Uh, this one is purchase price at £73,000. 
uh, renovation cost of about 16. It depends on the quality of the walls once the builder goes in or it's been stripped out recently. So let's see, it could be less, but again, we're conservative. Um, all in all, it should revalue, it should sell at 125, 120, but I've been really conservative because it's kind of an awkward kind of back street with parking's a bit difficult. So I've said, you know what, let me take some money off of that. 115 sales price, 18 grand profit. It would rent for about 550, maybe 600, but I'd leave in 10 grand. So it wouldn't work um, on this occasion. So you can see, in order for like a buy to let to not leave in much money and make an above 50% return on cash employed, including all fees, interest, uh, you know, mortgage fee, whatever, it really has to be bought super freaking cheap. Um, which is why it's so difficult and which is why you'll get so many rejections and you'll view so many properties if this is a strategy you're following. So it's tiring, but hey, it's worth it. So those are my deals. There's one, there's another one, which I bought for 55k, which is a two bed. We're making it into a three bed, moving the, the, um, the bathroom downstairs. Again, this should leave in about five, six K. The refurb is about 10 grand because most of the house is in good condition. It's just new carpet, paint. Um, the new kitchen, new bath, and yeah, a bit of carpet, and that's pretty much it. It's it's you know otherwise it's in good condition. It was rented out not too long ago. Tenants were a bit. Meh. That's why the landlord wanted to sell, and that will be worth ninety eighty five to ninety once the bedroom is done. And there's another one which is offer accepted recently, which I was hoping to complete on, but it won't be until early January because it's a house, but then it's got a huge shed behind it. When I say shed, I mean like put a factory in there. It's big. And then behind that, it's got a double garage. So I'll rent all of that space out to a builder or something. Um, and that can add like another hundred quid a month onto the rent because it's a double garage, big entrance. Yep. It needs some structural. When I say structural, it's a garage. It just needs some new wood to hold it up, basically. Um, that was, uh, how was this one found? This was direct to vendor. Um, and I, yeah, purchase price. So it was, it was kind of, we were looking at like 70k purchase price. It kind of came under 65, but it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't sell. Um, then he came back to me and said, look, 55k, let's do a quick completion. I said, sure, on it, let's do it. Start clearing the house. I'm on it. Uh, and that's funded by Together Finance and an investor. And the retail will be funded. It says purchase of 55. The refurb is about 5 to 7k. End value is about 90k. There's a bit of render on this huge shed and a bit of repointing that needs to be done. Uh, so the render's falling off and annoying the neighbor. So that has to be done. And that can cost a bit of money because of scaffolding. Um, but then most of the refurb, again, I'll be honest, in this area, I could rent it out as it is and it'll be fine. But I just can't have an ugly duckling in the portfolio like that. So new carpets, uh, liquor paint, the kitchen's absolutely fine. Bathroom, bathroom may need some new tiling perhaps on the floor we'll see if it kind of matches the decor but yeah it's just to kind of refresh um and maybe change like the kitchen handles to kind of bring up to date uh, and some new carpet and the stairs are sort of bent because of old subsidence so we'll kind of level out a little bit so yeah it's a good deal i'm looking forward to that um and that'll take me past a million pounds worth on portfolio so oh i told you this would be a long podcast if um if you're still awake and you're still you've still tuned in Thank you for listening. And I hope this has been really, really helpful. Uh, any questions, pop me a DM, let me know. If you're interested in, you know, learning more properly, then, you know, tedginvest.com, click on the investors page. Let's talk about you jumping on an earn and learn or being part of a, a passive investment if you just want to do hands off. Um, 
and let's see how we can work together. So thank you very much for listening. Please do leave a podcast. I'm going to go to bed because I am tired after all these recordings today. Thank you very much, everyone. And I look forward to hopefully speaking with you soon. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.